Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting here next to me is Mike from Mike's Auto Tech and his son, Josh. Mike is on 67th Avenue, two blocks south and northern. Been around since 1988. Works on regular cars and specializes in restorations of old cars and sentimental cars and cars that uh, have um, have been in the families for a long time. You probably hear that a lot. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Air Park Auto Service. Nadine and Stacy opened Air Park Auto Service in 1985 in the Scottsdale Air Park. They're located on Rain Tree, just east of Hayden on the south side of the road. They're still family-owned and operated. Stacy passed away, but Nadine continues to operate, to manage, and to be the boss at Air Park Auto. I say that for you ladies, because having a lady run an auto repair shop is kind of unusual, but Nadine is a very strong advocate for all customers. And she knows enough about car repair that she's not going to be buffaloed by any technicians. So they've been around a very long time. They have a state-of-the-art clean and green facility. They've been on my best car, best car repair shops for list, uh, list for years, and they have the latest diagnostic tools and the service. They service most makes and models of all kinds of vehicles and small trucks. So if you live in the North Scottsdale area, and I'm talking from Carefree South, from Fountain Hills West, the only shop in that area is Air Park Auto. All right, let's go to the phones, you guys. Talk to Dan. Dan, good morning to you. Thank you for holding through the break. How can we help you? Okay, here's my question uh, about restoring cars. Wouldn't it be easier instead of spending thirty grand to restore an old Camaro or Mustang and just get a brand new one to keep it for 35, 40 years? <laughs> oh, you know, that's a great question, and I have an answer for that. The problem with the, the idea of taking a brand new Camaro and hanging on to it for 30 years is to take a Camaro 30 years ago, the parts are still available. They're simple on a 1 to 10 scale. They're a 1 or a 2. The newer model cars, there's no guarantee we're going to have the map air, map sensor, the mass airflow sensor, the computer, the software to reflash right. the computer. We're not going to have half of the parts because we're moving so fast. That's kind of like having an old HP computer 30 years ago, and now you're going to put it in service. See, I never looked at it that way, but I, you know, the new cars have all the new technology, and they're great cars. 
But seeing in your point of view is pretty interesting. Well, yeah. you think about a 57 Chevy when it was 57. That right. was new technology. Right. And think about how the air conditioning blows on that 57 Chevy <laughs> compared to today. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Today, we've got 38-degree air blowing out of Honda Center vents and Chevrolets and Fords and Dodges. We've never seen anything less than 55 in a 57 yeah. Chevrolet. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then we're talking about dependability. We're talking about electronic ignition, coilover ignition, crankshaft sensors, camshaft sensors. Well, we are putting points and condensers and spark plugs every what? 15, 20,000 miles? Yeah, if that. Yeah, we were no. doing valve jobs on a 57 Chevy at 60, guaranteed, right. and yeah. none of the motors lasted past 100. Nope. They never did. Today, we got cars in our fleet that have a half a million miles yeah. on them. So th from that point of view, but now let me talk out of the other side of my mouth. I have a 2010 Camaro with a blower out in the shop. <laughs> because I have a because I have a, a car I bought ninety a two, 1991 Mazda Miata. Uh huh. I'm keeping it, and I only have like twenty nine thousand. I've been all over Arizona now, and now I just want to just poop around town in it with the town top down because I don't need to go on the curve roads anymore. I've already been there. Yeah. So I want to keep that around for a while. I, I agree with you. That's not a restoration. That's going in and making sure that car is dependable right. and using the very best tires we can improve on that 99. Let's put some really nice radials on it. Let's put some really nice semi-metallic pads on the front of it. Let's upgrade the air conditioning, maybe with some 134 refrigerant, and let's make it dependable and let you enjoy it. And then I agree. That's well, a good yeah, idea. I, I do like it's a 91. And the, the only thing, it, I have good tires and wheels on it, you know, real good ones. And the, the ACs are probably the worst working thing I ever had in the whole car because it was added on at the port when it came in. Uh-huh. Yep. It's R12. It seems like every few years i got to get it recharged. That R12 is not cheap. These yeah, days. and yeah. It's, it isn't. You're right. It's um, you sell by the ounce or the pound? The ounce. Yeah, so do we. And I think R12 is twice or three times what 134 is. But here's my opinion on the 12 and the 134. I think 12 is a better refrigerant for around town, and I think 134 is a better highway refrigerant. It's colder. The 134 gets colder on highway, and it isn't as cold as 12 in the city. That's right. So we're at the point where we say to customers, what percentage of city, what percentage of highway, and we're going. You know something else I saw somebody do not so long ago? They built a little water system and a spray system with a couple of windshield washer nozzles to spray water on the condenser of an old car, and that iced up that air conditioning. Yep. That iced it up. Wow. Now, the problem with that, I'm thinking, is the corrosion caused by the water. Yeah. But if they were to use... Like, salt water is going to leave salt. They can't use RO water because it's caustic. So they're going to have to What's use a really... I iodized? Oh, um, iodized? Uh, uh, yes. No, wait something a minute. Like um, um, Deionized or de something. Yeah, or purified it. water. It. Yeah. Something like it's that something, You good. can't drink it, but, yeah. but uh, a lot of detail guys I know use it. Because you can wash a car in the sun yeah. and it doesn't spot. So, so I mean, you got a three-gallon container spraying through one nozzle on the condenser, <laughs> and you fire that little stupid windshield wiper pump up with the trigger on the compressor, and he says that he's blowing icicles. I, I think I think that's a great idea. I bet. <laughs> Pretty smart. On your 112, though, we got equipment now that we can recharge that system pretty quick. We can recharge it. We can suck out the refrigerant. Let's say you hold 20 ounces. We suck out 
and we say you got 16. We add four, we put it right back in, you're out the door. Now, if you go three years and you're only down four ounces, nobody's going to chase that leak, right? Right. Yeah, right. I mean, we're not, we're not doing that. Yeah. I had a guy when the Volvo come in seven years, never been charged. We pulled it out. He was eight ounces low on a 25-ounce system, which is one-third. So we went back with eight ounces, and he called me and said, it's blowing icicles again. Mm-hmm. And I, he said, well, what about the eight ounces I've lost in seven years? I said, I don't even we're care about that. About <laughs> yeah, we're not worrying about that at all. Yeah. So anyway, that's what we think, Dan. We think. Go ahead and enjoy your Mazda. Yeah, I am. I got one more question because I have never changed the belts or hoses yet or the tiny belt, and that's my next project. you got to be kidding. Well, because I I know if, it, if the tiny belt breaks, the engine won't break, so I don't care. Okay. Because it's non-interference. All right. Well, let me ask you a different question. What is your personal limit for belts and hoses in mileage and in years? Oh, uh, I guess... Well, it's time to do it. I know that's my limit, but I don't okay. drive it every day. It's my uh, in the garage on the weekend or on a yeah. cruise because I have a truck. You know, other cars I drive. Right. Well, we're talking about Sunday go to meeting car. That's what he's talking about. A Sunday go to meeting well, car. Well, it's like right. a Sunday go to meet now because I I drove everywhere with it now. Okay, Josh, what's your personal limit for belts and hoses, both mileage and time? That's hard to say. I'll I'll spot you mine. Okay. Eight years. Eight, eight yeah. years is on the time frame. I was going to say about ten, and but. and probably sixty to eighty thousand miles. Oh, maybe I'll stretch it to a hundred. Yeah. Maybe I'll stretch it to a hundred. How about you? That's about right. Okay. Because I'm of the opinion that eight years, you are really in a high risk zone, and then we all know that a blown hose. 50% of the time blows a head gasket or causes engine damage. Mm-hmm. And especially because I tried to get to the next exit. Yep. And that happens. Yep. So uh, we we agree, and, and, and we're not chastising you, Dan. Well, we're, I know. We, I wanted to get the most value out of it. It's 25 years old in December. It's going to be changed over to a classic by the yeah. new law. Yeah. So I figure that's when I'm going to get it done, so I'll probably never have to do it again. I know, but Dan... I I close my eyes and I see Dan and he's got this little Mazda Miata and he's ringing it out like an old washcloth. And, 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 and That's the, about right. <laughs> Dan, you can't wait that long. Well, I, I'm even scared to ask you when the last oil change you have. No, I keep, I get I use uh, synthetic oil in there, so it's uh, you know 530 synthetic. Okay. Okay. All right. I do well. that. I have a good system. You know, I do that. I, I used to do that. Now I'm getting too old. Really, I don't only want to do my belts myself. Yeah. That's the key. I don't want to do it anymore. Get on All right. my knees. All right. Well, yeah. Here's the deal. I would do the water pump. And the belts and hoses all together. Yeah, I will too. do the water pump yeah. when I yeah. do the timing belt. Yeah. And everything together and get it done. There you all go. righty. Well, listen. Okay. Good. Thanks for making us laugh, buddy. Thank okay, you. Okay, bye. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Richard, good morning to you. How can I help you? Uh, gentlemen, I've got a 2007 Nissan Xterra off-road with a manual transmission. Last time I was in for service, the dealer tried to sell me an engine decarb service. Well, I'm you... trying to figure out. First of all, it's not in the the uh, service manual for the Nissan, and I'm just trying to figure out: is that something that is worth doing with the vehicle? That's, uh, that, that that is my hot button. You have just pushed the button well, that drives it? me crazy. Dealer? 
Dealer, yeah. is that no, the No, no, it's not that. It's not that. It's the decarbonization or oh, the engine flush. Gotcha. I had a little old lady that went to a shop, and they added 20,000 miles at three-year-old car, sold her a $395 engine flush. The neighborhood boys went crazy. But the shop said, you don't have any standing in this. If she wants to complain, she needs to complain. Well, the guys, the guys in the neighborhood went above the GM and went to the the big dog that owns the, the, the repair shop chain, and they couldn't write that check fast enough. So the answer to... All right, go ahead. No, that, that's no, fine. No, no, hold on, hold on. My, mine's, Mike, a little, Mike, mine's a little older vehicle, I've right, Mike, do, are we going to decarbonize his um, that, that's 1907? A, that's a real uh, hot spot with us, too. I have a whole folder sitting on my desk of second opinions that people have asked me to give them mm-hmm. after the dealer has told them blah, blah, blah. And that's in the category of a wallet flush. Yeah, okay. it is. So. And I'll tell you something else too. The the issue is is I'm I'm gonna do the 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 intake flush if I have symptoms. Right. But if I don't have symptoms, I'm not doing it because your motor's gonna love you more. I'm guarantee you that. And along with cleaning the throttle blades, along with the intake flush, along with an engine flush, along with an injector flush, all those things we make a lot of money when right. we do those. Right. And I'll tell you why I think this is a problem with the car manufacturers. Would you agree that the newer cars are lasting so much longer than ever before? Oh, the yeah. maintenance intervals are stretched out Stretch to now 10,000 12,000 miles. Yeah. So the entire industry is hurt mm-hmm. by the fact that we don't get to maintain these cars like we used to. Now, the independent shops like us, the dealerships, the chain stores, we're all in the same boat. Everybody has a different idea on how to handle that, but I object to those guys that have decided that they're going to wallet flush every... Power steering, brake fluid, transmission, differential, transfer case, uh, upper air, engine intake, engine itself. We have engine valve flushes. We have valve seal flushes. We've got all this flushing stuff, and like you said, it's a wallet flush. Right. The, the dealer is, is suggesting an increase in power, but more more particularly an in, increase in gas mileage. Okay, and then, th- then this is what you tell him. You pull out your little book and you say, I've been keeping track with this thing since day one. Which I do. Okay, and you say, I'm going to go ahead and do it, but you're not going to charge me, and I'm going to give take my, this out 60 days, and then if you do give me obvious power and you do give me better fuel economy, I'll come back and pay you. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't know my dealer, obviously. <laughs> yeah, well, I want to tell you something. If you did that to me, I'll, I'll give you a good example. That air conditioning service we do for 120 just suck it out, clean it up, put it back in. I tell everybody, and I speak, I, I practice my pre You pay us $128, $135, depending on the amount of Freon. If you're not happy, I'll give you your money back. I don't even care why. Right. And nobody has ever asked yeah, for their yeah. money back. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm talking from a, from a ground level, and I'm telling you to do what I let people do to me. So, and it's, anyway, thanks for calling. Thank Quite you very welcome. much. Thank you, gentlemen. All righty. Thank you. 602-508-0960, the old wallet flush kind of deal. <laughs> hey, hey, lady, you got to have this on your car. And, and I'm the guy to do it. <laughs> All righty, we'll be back right after this. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. 
Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. If you're over 50 and concerned about any of the following, stay tuned for an exclusive free bottle offer. Are you concerned about your heart health? Are you interested in healthy brain function? What about joint comfort and energy? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, we want to send you a free bottle of Krill Omega 50 Plus now with CoQ10. Krill Omega 50 Plus with CoQ10 combines krill oil with fish oil in one tiny pill. And this little pill delivers big health benefits to your heart your joints, your arteries, and brain. And with CoQ10, you'll enjoy extra energy, too. Best of all, you can get a free bottle of Krill Omega 50 Plus with CoQ10 today. Just pay for shipping. Call right now and request your free bottle. Dial 1-800-679-5745. That's 1-800-679-5745. 1-800-679-5745. Again, call now. 1-800-679-5745. Patriot app tip number four. Want your voice heard? Email or leave a voice message straight from your Patriot app. Just open it up, click the upper left-hand corner, and select email or talk back. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Patriot app tip number one. Not only is the Patriot app great for streaming our live programs, you can access all Patriot podcasts. Click on the upper left-hand corner and select podcasts to find all our great weekday and weekend programs. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is Mike from Mike's Auto Tech and his son, Josh. And they're at 67th Avenue, two blocks south of Northern. Been around since 1988. They work on normal cars and trucks as well as old hot rods, old restorations, and uh, old sentimental kind of cars. And they can perform uh, any one of the, let's just assume, 10 steps from start to absolutely perfect condition anywhere along that line. You can do 1, 2, and 3. You can do 1 through 5. You can do 1 through 8. You can 1 through 10. Body work included. And body work and paint included. All righty. This portion of Unhoos brought to you by Larry Harker's Auto. They've been in business since 1967. Larry, Larry Harker's Auto has Bob who is one of the best diagnosticians I've ever met in my life. He is a wizard when it comes to electrical work, brake service, auto emissions, vehicle maintenance, but more important, tracking down why. When you turn on your right turn signal, the radio station changes and smoke comes out of the tailpipe. The guy can find and fix and repair anything. So he does failed emissions, he, and he has the equipment necessary to service and repair both foreign and domestic cars. So Bob and Ellen are the people at Larry Harker's Auto. I'm proud that they're my friends, and I'm proud that they're on my best car repair shops list. They're at 38th Avenue and Indian School. They're centrally located for you Phoenix folks, 38th Avenue and Indian School, Larry Harker's Auto. So we talk about engine flushes and wallet flushing. Right. I think that the message I want to drive home is 
There are times we do those, right. but they're symptom-driven. That's right. Yeah. So it's going to be the thing where you bring the car in, and I have a car that just started pinging for a long period of time, and it's never done that before. So after we check out the knock sensor, after we check out the fuel to make sure she's using the right fuel or he's using the right fuel, after we do some basic preliminaries, we might want to decarbonize the motor. Right. And then we're going to tell him, this is probably going to fix your problem, but may not. But that's how the customer says, if you're going to flush my engine, you're going to flush my intake, you're going to flush my valves, what benefit is there to me? And then the most important thing, and when he's talking about, Richard said, it's not in my owner's manual. Yeah. And the owner's manual is for one right. person, right. and that's the person who's got that car. Right. And if it's not in there, then you need to ask why. Right. And the real reason is, now, let me ask you, do you, have you ever had the salesman come in with the machine? Have you ever had Yeah, I ran them out of the shop, and they don't like me. Okay, all right, and me too, me too. But here's yeah. the conversation. The conversation is... You can lease this machine, mm. and it's going to cost you fifty, a hundred dollars a month. You have to buy your chemicals from us, mm -hmm. but Mark, if you'll just sell one a day, you'll make an additional eighty thousand dollars a year. Oh my God! Fifty-five thousand dollars a year, thirty-five thousand dollars a year. But when I do the math, this is what I find: it's true. I might make fifty. But he's making more than I am on the lease and on the chemicals. Yeah. yeah. Okay? Yeah. So he's real driven, and the motivation there is his. Mm -hmm. Not mine, but his. Then you get, you get the guys that say, we'll put you on our website. So when people are looking for the flush mm -hmm. that we're going to advertise is everything that's going to make your car, we're going to turn your 80-year-old car into a 16-year-old boy running a marathon. <laughs> And maybe chasing a pretty girl, okay? <laughs> we're gonna, just going to turn your car into something it's never been in yeah. a long time. But we're going to put you on our website, so people are going to punch in the, the zip code, and they're going to come to your shop because we've sold them that job on the radio or on TV or whatever. So the motivation behind all of this has nothing to do with your customers. It has to do with money. It has to do with just... I remember in the 1970s, if you remember, there was a Wins flush machine, right. and it mounted on the wall, right. and I bought that thing, right. and it was a wizard. The right. valves, you put valve to one and one, then you put all the valves to two, and then three, and it did a good job, right. but you had to buy Wins chemicals, right. and it was a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And even back then, the flush may have been $39, but I had $15 worth of chemicals in that, which didn't leave a lot of money for me and my guys, mm -hmm. but we still had it. Right. Since then... I've never had the only subscription thing I have in my shop right now is a solvent tank, <laughs> and, and, and that yeah. has nothing to do with my customers. That's a that's a creature comfort. Right. All right. Let's go talk to Ron. Ron, good morning to you. How can I help you? And that has nothing to do with my customers. That's a that's a chill. Right. All right. Let's go talk to Ron. Ron, good morning to you. How can I help? You? Yeah, I have a question. Hey, Ron, you're going to need to turn your radio off because we're on a five-second delay because Mike uses bad words. <laughs> and so we put us on a five-second delay, and you can't have your radio off in the background. But we're ready for you. Go ahead. Okay. I have I have a, a question for Mike. Mike, who do you have uh, to re-chrome your bumpers and stuff? I'm looking for somebody that, uh, that has a good reputation. Uh, the last one we had done was Metro Plating in Mesa. Yeah, Metro they, plating? Metro uh -huh. plating. They did a real nice job. 
I'm going to chime in about that yeah. because we did the same thing just recently. We sent them about 20 different parts, and we were real happy with the chrome. One of the parts they didn't give us because the girl at the front counter wouldn't let it cross the front counter. Mm -hmm. She said, we messed up this one. Oh. And I was pretty impressed with yeah. that. Yeah, so that's it, the kind of business you want to do business with. That's exactly right. Well, so I, the people I was using, um, uh, it was American plating, and they've retired. Nice okay. old couple. And uh, so I kind of did a little experiment. I told my customer, uh, let's go try metro plating. You go be the guinea pig. You take them down there. <laughs> and, uh, I, and he went for it, So uh, and it turned out really well. Okay. Well, well do do they, do they do bumpers also? Oh, sure. They That's do. exactly what they do. Yeah. Okay, okay. Okay, well, I thank you very much. All right. All right. Yeah. And you know, You're welcome. Thank you, Ron. We don't get that question enough. People don't call me and say to me, Who's, what interior company do you use? I need a headliner. People don't call me and say, what car wash do you send all your cars to? Mm -hmm. They don't call me and say, you know, I want my convertible top fixed, or what upholstery shop do you use? They don't do that. And we really do kind of know because we do volume and we're not going to deal with somebody who misses a stitch or puts black stitching on red right, leather. Right, we're right. not going to be able to do that. All righty. Well, thank you, Ron. Thank you very much. And we're going to put down Chrome Vendor on this call. And then we're going to go to, you sent your customer to be your guinea pig? No, he was his own guinea pig. No. <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do with me. I stepped aside. <laughs> You know, that, that happens every once in a while. Yeah. The customer will say, or I'll say, I don't have a customer. Yeah. But yeah. if you do find a really good relationship yeah. and find something good, then let me know because right. I may I may go ahead and use them as a vendor. So I'm teasing you, but yeah. that, but that's <laughs> happened to us as well. Yeah. So when it comes to, to repairing regular automobiles, you'd rather work on the older cars with points condenser and maybe well, HEI? Or it comes you want to computer? a matter of economics. Uh, okay. Quite honestly, working on these old cars is not a profit center. Okay. It's just adds fun and we have a passion for it really. <laughs> we have a passion yeah. for it yeah. because we've had hot rods and it, it's nothing like that adrenaline rush when you get your name gets called when you're not expecting a trophy it, you just showed up at the car show yeah and yep. uh and and it's just uh it's fun helping other people to enjoy that passion with right. us and we get to fall in love with the car as oh, well yeah. but i tell you a lot of them as much as i love them I can't wait to see the taillights. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. uh, it's well, like that, that pretty girl at the bar, you, you know, you hate to see her grow, but you love to watch her leave. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. You are just setting me up for some email, aren't you? <laughs> Give me that again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, forget it. I'm not, I'm not interested in it. a country in, western it, song. You know. Yeah. Oh, there is a country western <laughs> song like that? Yeah. All right. Well, that's the excuse I'm going to use. I hope you can give me the name and the, and the, the guy or woman who sung that because somebody's going to yeah. challenge me. And I'm going to give him your cell phone because I have. <laughs> I know you do. I am. I'm and just I letting you know. As well. I'm letting you know as well. That's fine. All right, 602-508-0960. If you got a car question or you want to join the fun, 609, or no, it's 602-508-0960.
Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Nobody likes to be in debt, and that's why it's usually not wise to borrow money. But if your air conditioner calls it quits in the middle of summer and you don't have cash on hand, what are you going to do? Mike Aliyah here again from Benefit Air to give you the best solution to a difficult problem because sometimes we have to make tough choices in life with money issues and we need all the help we can get. Because Benefit Air is a train comfort specialist dealer, we have access to financing terms that other dealers can't even come close to. What if you could get a brand new train system complete with a full 10-year parts and labor warranty for a low monthly payment? And what if a large portion of that monthly payment would be offset by the savings in your energy bill? And what if the energy savings over the life of the system was actually equal to or more than the cost of the system? At Benefit, we want to help you out of a tight spot by offering payment options that are affordable while providing you with a wise investment that can save you money for years to come. Call Benefit today to find out more about the financing options for a new high-quality train system that you can afford. 602-840-9229 or visit us on the web at BenefitAir.com. Experience the benefit of using Benefit Air. It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station. 960, The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust at Liberty, the three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. And absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I want to be a bike that races around the country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest trail. I want to be a rocking chair on when a sunny I up, porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be a... 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 When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. All about that. 
to put the polyglass wheels in results. Welcome back, everybody. 602-508-0960. If you'd like to join us, now's the time because four lines are open. Daniel's got the fifth. And this portion of Under the Hood, <clears throat> excuse me, is brought to you by Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. They're the only shop in Mesa that's on my best car repair shops list for good reason. Many of the rest of them haven't been in business long enough, and many of the rest of them have poor records and poor reviews, but Thompson's doesn't. They've been providing expert auto repair, light truck repair, maintenance services to customers in the Mesa area since 1970. They have ASE certified technicians. They're going to provide you great service, great diagnostic, great repair, great follow-up, and friendly reminders to let you know when your vehicle may be due for service. It's easy. It's convenient to keep your vehicle in tip-top shape at Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. They're located on Main Street just east of Stapley on the south side of the road. Brian and Thelma are the owners, and when you meet them, you'll understand why Mark Salem likes Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing in Mesa. Daniel, good morning to you. How can we help you today? Good morning. Uh, I have a 99 Forerunner. The brake light would come on periodically, and when I had it in to get checked, uh, they said there was nothing wrong with it. Um, it, The brake light is coming on more frequently now, and it will do two things. First off, it will um, get a little spongy at first, uh, but then once I give it a pump, then it gets almost over-responsive after that, really touchy. And what color's the brake light, orange or red? Red. Okay. Okay, red means stop. Did your wife forget to tell you that? No. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing you. I'm te- but red does mean stop. So sp- sometimes it's spongy and sometimes it's a tad firm. And I can, I mean, that's just, what, what is it? Well, uh, the brake light can come on for th- three different reasons. Gotcha. One is, could be just low on brake fluid. There's a little fluid There's in There's a there. sensor in the actual. Okay. I assume you checked the brake fluid. Uh, Correct. Your emergency brake uh, has a switch on it. It could be just out of adjustment or the switch is getting worn and it's making the light come on. Okay. What you can do is sit in the driver's seat and when the light is on and pull your emergency brake on and see if it gets brighter or dimmer. Then it'll know that's it or it's not. Right. You'll change the intensity right. by messing with the switch. And the same thing, you have a helper go out to the brake fluid and uh, reservoir and take the cap off and move the little float around and see if the light changes. Okay. And then lastly would be something with the analog brake system. Well, but one more. Okay. Okay. And, uh, uneven pressure at the right. proportioning For valve. The proportioning yep. valve. Yeah. And that would be like yeah. a, a brake failure, like uh, you got a, a leak and it's it's gone into a uh, blocked off half of the system. It's right. only working on two wheels. All right. Josh, agree. I do. I do. I do, too. Yeah. But I think the key here is is sometimes the pedal's spongy and sometimes the pedal's extra hard or completely different or much different. I su- think that suggests that we got brake fluid in the master, yeah. uh, from the master into the booster. Yeah. And I think the booster is having a tough time. And the spongy brake pedal and the extra hard brake pedal match a booster that's starting to fail. So, the question so, is, is where does the light come from? Some of those early... Toyotas have, we've had an uh, experience with a couple of those where they don't have a vacuum booster. they got some goofy electronic 
okay. pump on them. All right. And it's all one. The master and booster is all one in integrated, and it's real expensive. And if there's wires to it, then Daniel could disconnect the wire when the red light's on yeah. anywhere around the master cylinder, and that should make the light go off. Then at least he'll know what section of the of the car it is. Right. Daniel, you have to. If you don't have a manual, you have to go get a manual, or you go to Helm. Inc.com, H-E-L-M, Inc.com. You can buy a manual there. The, you need to identify what the manual says, but I think it's going to be what you said, uneven pressure. I don't know if the red brake light's going to do the emergency brake, because I think usually the parking brake is usually Man, yellow. It's own. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and it's okay, though, but in 99, it makes it kind of hard to decide what the heck it is. Right. But um, th- uneven pressure, um, the parking brake, the fluid level's too low, or uneven pressure at the proportioning valve, or, like you said, it's still going to be something in the power system. So, yep. Daniel, yep. you need to find somebody um, to to look that over, that system over a little bit better. More than likely, if they charged you nothing to look it over, then they just did it with their eyes. But I think I would have pulled the master off the booster or see off that fluid and there. see if there's fluid back there, because that's the beginning of the end. Mm-hmm. So what part of town do you live in, Daniel? Uh, I'm in Mesa. Okay. I, I take it, if you know, if you have a shop, then take it back to them and say to them, is it possible that we could just pull the, there's two bolts. And or two nuts. You take the nuts loose. You pull the master forward, and you look behind it, and you can see if it's leaking fluid. And if it is, it's not supposed to. And that could very well change the f- the temperament of the pedal from extra soft to extra hard. Because when the booster goes bad, you end up with a rock hard brake pedal, and it takes two feet to stop the vehicle. And the booster goes bad because we aspirate fluid from the back of the master cylinder into the booster and wipe it out. Are you having to add a lot of fluid, Daniel? No, I'm not having to add any fluid. Um, but when it, it when it's spongy at first, it's just that one pump, and then it becomes very responsive. Now it's not hard like if the um, pump were to go out, you know, in older cars, and you got to put both feet on it. It's just really touchy. Okay, and we had something not too long ago where we had an adjuster that locked up, and we were bending the front pads. Um, because the tang had come out of the caliper. So it gave a spongy pedal, and then when we pulled the front wheels, we looked at the front pads, and one of them's all bent up. Wow. And so the, the, the tab had come out of the slot on the, on the caliper, and, and the piston, as the caliper would squeeze it, it would got real spongy. So somebody just needs to look at it really hard, a little bit better than what you've had so far. I would think, what would you charge to go through this and try to give him an answer? Half an hour? Yeah, about that. Okay, uh, so you're talking like 40 50 $60, depending on their labor rate, to have them pull the wheels, inspect the vehicles, right. look for leaks, check right. everything out, and hopefully give you an answer. Mm-hmm. All righty, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll take your call if you'd like, 602-508-0960. Mark here, along with Josh and Mike from Mike's Auto Tech, two blocks south and northern on 67th Avenue. We'll be right back. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle. 
the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This Sunday on Middle East Radio Forum, our guest host will be David Rothschild, who will interview Israel pundits Ted Bellman to discuss the United States election and its impact on Israel and the Middle East. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. Where will you be when the dust settles? How do you feel, sir? Dust storms are a year-round threat in Arizona. If you get caught in a dust storm, pull completely off the roadway. Turn your lights off, set your parking brake, keep your seatbelt on, and wait it out. It won't be long. Where will you be when the dust settles? That's up to you. Do the smart thing. Do the safe thing. Pull aside. Stay alive. Visit az511.gov for road conditions before leaving your house. Sponsored by ADOT in partnership with the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station. Hi, I'm LeVar Burton, and I'm proud to be a book person. How do I choose a book? Sometimes it's the cover, sometimes it's the title. I guess I'm pretty visual. If a book's really impressing me and the writing is really good, I will peek and see what the last paragraph is because the endings of books should rock you. I am a book person, and if you're a book person too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress, and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 43 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. Josh and Mike from Mike's Auto Tech sitting here next to me. We've been here for two hours taking calls. Marlene, you're up next, but let me just take care of some business real quick. Kurtz Automotive is at I-17 in Bell Road. He's on my list of the best car repair shops. He's been around a long time, since 1987, and him and his staff were on our show last week, and we had as much fun as a barrel of monkeys. But Kurt also knows how to work cars, work on cars, and so does his staff. Eric, his lead technician, is one of the best techs I've ever met. And his manager, Jeff, is just as good as, as Eric is with respect to diagnosing cars and stuff. So Kurtz is a good guy, and Kurtz also has an unusual response to a new customer. His wife will show up at your house some two, three, four days later with fresh baked goods, thanking you for trusting them to work on your car. That's kind of special. That's something from the 50s and the 60s. You don't typically see that today, but that's the mentality of the guys at Kurtz Auto, the guys and gals at Kurtz Auto at I-17 and Bell in the northeast corner of that intersection. Marlene, good morning. How can we help you? Yes, good morning to you. I have an 05 Honda CRV, and it's got 110,000 miles on it. I love the car, but now it's when I'm driving, it has this noise <clears throat> that seems to be coming from the dashboard. It sounds like the springs on an old bed. I'm 81 years old, so I remember some of those beds. Okay. And and my son, who's a mechanic, <clears throat> well, not he's a big big. He does big machines, but okay. he's very good, and he can't hear it. He's hard of hearing, and. 
but it's so annoying, and I, I don't know where it's coming from. Okay, is it a high-pitched squeal, or is it a rattle, or okay. is it a, a knocking noise? What is it? No, it's not a knocking, and it's not a rattle. It actually sounds like somebody is sitting on springs, kind of bouncing up and down. So it's kind of a kind of sound. Yeah. Okay. You guys got anything on that? Uh, uh, it's you know noises are hard to find in, in this environment because you you got to hear them. But the, the only thing I can think of is, is I don't know if an O5 is going to have an electronic blend door. I doubt it. It's going to probably be vacuum operated. But if it had an electronic blend door, it could be that that door slapping its stop trying to figure out where the heck open and close is. Right? And, and that could be it. Let me ask you a question. Does your air conditioning blow where you ask it to? So it could blow up at the top vents at the windshield, the center vents in your face, and the bottom vents in your feet. Does the air conditioning blow where you ask it to blow? Yes, it does. Does the noise make, is the noise there when you're stopped at a traffic light and only starts to make the noise when you get moving? That, yes, that, but also when I stop now for a stop at a traffic light, the car uh, shakes, which it never did before. Okay. All right, we got two different issues there. I know where you think you're going. What do you think that the fact that the noise isn't there when she stopped and then when she moves it is? I don't know. Now she's got me in a, a Forget new the second one. Forget the second one. Just go with the first, the E-E-E noise. I'm thinking the speedometer cable. Yeah, it yeah. could be. Because yeah. it stops when she... Now, here's what I want you to try, uh, Marlene. Uh -huh. When okay. the noise is there, I want you to take the back of your hand and put it on the plastic dashboard and see if you can not only feel but hear the noise. Oh, okay. And if you can feel the noise as you cover up the speedometer and touch the back of your hand to the plastic, if you can feel it, then the speedometer cable needs to be lubed or the head's bad, right? Mm -hmm. Now, you're, you're talking about where I look to see how fast I'm going and right, stuff? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Is ma that what you're talking about, the plastic? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay. And I want you to feel it with the back of your hand, which is the most sensitive, and then you okay. go faster and slower, and if you say, Mark, I can feel it, and the faster I go, it, I, I feel it go faster, and the slower I go, I feel it go slower. Then it's one of two things. It's the speedometer okay. cable needs to be lubed, or the speedometer but, um, head is bad. I wait, I'm saying that out loud because my youngest son is standing here. And so the okay. first one was... Speedometer cable needs to be lubed. Speedometer cable needs to be lubed. Or the speedometer head needs to be fixed. Or the speedometer head needs to be fixed. Now, okay. as, as far as the rough running is concerned, so instead of idling like a Swiss watch, and it's very seamless and no noise and no movement, and when you come up to a stop, you hardly even know the motor's running, something mm -hmm. has changed there, yes? Yes. Okay. Have you had spark plugs put in this thing in a long time? Oh, gosh, I don't think so. I take it in... You know, when it needs an oil change in the place I've been taking it to for years, okay. usually usually check things out for me. So. Well, at 110,000 miles, you should have had plugs put in this a long time ago, but I would ask them to look in their historical records and determine whether you've ever had spark plugs. Okay. I would, plugs. spark plugs would be, now, I think there's a risk here because if you put spark plugs in it and it doesn't fix the engine miss, 
-hmm. then you spent some money. So maybe we should turn that around. The first thing we do is take it back to your shop and show them what you're talking about. Okay. Come out here, sit in that passenger seat. Notice I'm in park and it's kind of smooth. The minute I put it into drive, you can feel something different. And okay. I just thought of something. Josh, why couldn't it be motor mounts? Because of the type of vehicle. Well, it's okay. an now that's, CRV. That's interesting yeah. you, you say that because my the son I was telling you that was a mechanic did uh, fix my motor mounts. So maybe he didn't. It. Well, did, did he, how many did he repair? Did he replace one or two? I think he two did two. Okay, but there's still probably one or two left. Yeah. If he's been working on cars or big trucks, he probably knows the load mount you need to change. So okay. he probably changed the most important mounts, but if you, if your engine is grounded, otherwise there's no longer, it sits on three pillows. It doesn't sit on three pillows. One part of the engine is metal to metal. Okay. Then when you put it into drive, you'll feel it. When you put it into neutral, it will change. And when you okay. put it into reverse, it'll probably go away. Okay. So I want you to try that. You're in drive, stopped, okay. and then you're going to go go to neutral. Okay. And wait a second, five, well, five seconds, ten seconds, and then go to reverse. Okay. And when you do that, the question is, is, is that problem present in all three or not? Okay. And I just saved you $35 worth of diagnostic money. You're an angel. Thank you. I'm not an angel. I've never been called that before, and don't you ever call me that again. <laughs> I'll watch my mouth from now on. <laughs> Listen, I, I tell people it doesn't really make any difference if I go to heaven or hell because i got friends in both places. And so, and so, but it does make a difference for me, I must tell you. But it is a funny thing to say. But anyway, well, your garage, if you can show them what you're talking about and make the noise uh -huh. happen, I'm quite sure they can fix it for you. Okay. All, All right. right. Thank, Thank you, you so much. I appreciate your help. You're welcome, Marlene. You're welcome. Hey, Gil, we... Lauren? Warren. Warren. Okay. W-A-R-R-E-N. Warren, good morning to you. How are you? Very well. Thank you for asking. Um, I've got a uh, new used uh, 2011 F-150, and the brakes seem really tight on them. And uh, years ago, I've, I've had a lot of Ford trucks, and years ago, I had someone do brakes on a 96 I had, and they put some lube on the pin, caliper pin. Uh -huh. And I noticed that uh, after I got it back, I mean, the brakes were real tight, and my mileage was really bad, so I took to another place and they found out you know the guy they put lube on it and basically created like a little suction inside that little um uh, boot over those caliper pins it was holding the brakes tight and i'm wondering i, I took it back to these guys uh that i got this truck from and they i said i haven't told them to check, check the brakes because i'm getting the same kind of situation bad mileage and the brakes are really tight uh notoriously i come four trucks they kind of have a little sponginess to them and then they kind of start you know start working but this thing seems to be tight from, from the get-go so yeah. two questions i mean are you supposed to put any lube on those things because i was understanding those things are going to touch the, the caliper pins you pay them keep them totally dry and then um and then also uh you know obviously they said there's nothing wrong with the brakes so i'm just I'm, i haven't pulled them off yet but there should be any lube on them should there no you're wrong about that and so is that other shop the uh, i'm wrong i'm wrong about what putting lube on them yes 
Okay. Yes, you're wrong about that. Um, so is okay. that other shop. You see, when you apply the brakes, the piston caliper comes out and clamps the two pads, but we have to rotate that piston caliper back and forth in order to accomplish that. So what you're suggesting, first of all, it's, it's a ridiculous notion to think that we're going to create a suction when we're sending 1,500 pounds of brake line pressure to activate those front brakes that's going to overcome any suction in about a nanosecond. So, on, those little, on those little boots you're talking about? Yeah. Because uh, cause, um, I, t- I took it back to the place to clean it off. I mean, it, it had a lot of lube well, in it. Well, so you I just... Cleaned it out, and then hey, Warren, Warren they, you they just screwed yourself. Warren, you just screwed yourself because you took the lube out of there, and it's okay with me if you don't want to lube them. No, I, I, I lube didn't lube You want me to match? Listen, listen. You need to listen. You don't. I'm not going to match your story, Warren. I'm going to tell you what the truth is. If you were my customer, I wouldn't touch your front brakes for love nor money. Because you've got this idea that you're right about this lube and this pins, and I'm telling you, you're wrong. I'm not okay. I'm right. No, right. I'm so I'm going to take those pins out. I'm going to take the pins out. I'm going to buff them, and if they look rusty, I'm going to replace them. But if I can ha- cover them with what a pe- really is Vaseline, which is a lube, a high temperature lube, then I'm going to slide those. Uh, put a hardware kit in, which comes with the little boots, and I'm uh-huh. going to put that on there. What you need to do is you need to look at the pads. If the inboard pads worn more than the outboard pad, then you got a caliper hanging up. And if the outboard pad's worn more than the inboard pad, then you've got the slides hanging up. And uh-huh. and the fact that you just took the grease out of the slides is probably going to cause excessive outside pad wear. Well, I didn't take this, I didn't take them out. I said I took it to another place, and they, they said there was too much lube in there. Okay, so well, they, they just so, cleaned and, up and the what excess. Was, and they were, and they were, they were kind of... They were uh, wrong. They were wrong. They were wrong. They were wrong. Go ahead, Josh. Well, that, well, that, was, that was years no. ago. But my, my question was, was this truck has the same kind of... Um, um, characteristics on it when it happened that last time. So either I'm not sure. That's why I said I want to okay. take it in somewhere else. Are, right. you, are you feeling like Warren? Stop! Stop! Tight brakes. Describe Josh. Tight brakes. Tight brakes. Yeah, tight brakes. Tight. He's brakes. talking about tight brakes. Are you feeling like the the brakes are hung up, Warren? Like yeah, they're, like they're yeah, so they're hanging up. T- yeah, as soon as you touch them, they're 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 breaking. I mean, immediately. That was too high. I mean, and I've had a lot of uh, Ford trucks, and usually there's like okay. a bunch okay. of Okay, 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 okay. We don't have much time, so we don't have much time to have you talk, talk, talk. Let, let me ask you something. Have you ever smelled anything on the, all the time you've been driving this F-150? I just got it. Okay. I, that's my, that's my point. Right. It's got the same thing. Right. It's not, don't feel like they're over here. I just got it as a good answer. Take him down. The, the issue is, is he doesn't smell anything. He just got this truck. He's describing tight brakes, which is a very general kind of thing. So, do you lube the caliper pins? Of course. Of course you do. So, so the best idea is, what does tight brakes mean? He says when you hit the brakes, they're, they're kind of jerky. They, they come on quick. They, they work real fast. Isn't that normal? Isn't that really normal? Yeah. So, the real question is, what kind of car did you drive before this? And, and then we can compare the brakes. But the idea is, is he's hung up on this lube to the caliper pins. And, and, and I'm, I'm going to say one more time, whoever told you that they had too much lube on there or whoever told you they shouldn't have lube was wrong. That's all. We're done. Maybe we're getting the wrong story. Uh, they could have put the wrong kind of lube on there and it swelled right. up those, those uh, boots. All right. What and about made this? the brakes hang up. You know the spray we put on the back of the pads to keep them from chattering? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe they sprayed that sticky stuff on the lube. But that's not what he's saying. Yeah. He said it's lube. Now, yeah. the sticky stuff won't cause the bellows to swell. 
right? right. No. They're not going to no. cause the bellows to swell, and the lube's not going to cause the bellows to swell. So when you've got symptoms that don't match anything, well, then somebody's they, wrong. If they put wheel bearing grease instead of caliper lube, that, that could would, make them swell. But but it, it wouldn't cause the brakes to change anything because wheel bearing grease was going to be just as good, they'd, almost as good as the lube. They'd get hot. You'd have that smell and... But he says no smell, but he just bought it, right? the truck, though. In yeah. his defense, he just bought the truck. Yeah. So if the brakes are hanging up or if the brakes are too tight, the question is, is tight. It's if, if they're too tight, then when you stop and you go to take off, they're going to be hanging up. Right. And you're going to have to overcome them with throttle. Yeah. Isn't that going to create a smell right off the bat? Well, and another, another thing, just looking right at the, the rotor itself. Right. They'll, they'll have hot spots. Right. If, if they're hanging up, you're going to see it. You'll see it. You'll see that there's like little baby cracks. And, and not you can only tell that, they've gotten really you hot. You can have it where it's got big spots of blue. Exactly. Big spots of yeah, blue where the rotor's is overheat. a really good okay. teller. Well, bottom line is he needs to find somebody else to deal with this. He needs to demonstrate the problem right. because what he's describing could very well be normal. He's talking about extra sensitive brakes. So, nevertheless, 602, oh, we're done. Mark at MarkSalem.com if you have anything else. Thank you, guys. Mike's at Mike's Auto. Thank you. That's uh, on two blocks south of Northern on 67th Avenue. We'll see you next week. All right. Thanks, Mark. Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525.